TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. And as some of you may know, I have a health food store, and the reason we opened that store was mostly because I have a son with some pretty severe food allergies, and we were struggling to get a consistent supply of foods that he could tolerate. And it's been a really interesting journey to try and source some of these foods from near and far, so local produce, as well as some specialist products. And One of the interesting things that we found starting that about three years ago was that there also wasn't a lot of information around about how to prepare interesting meals. But of course, when you're eating cleanly, um, a lot of the foods that you eat are fresh produce and fresh meats and a lot of foods not packaged. But with a kid, often they really want to have something that looks like their friends. And this can be a real challenge for an an allergy parent. Um, And something that came across our front doorway, walked right in, was the lovely Kate, who was talking to us about a book that they produced uh, called Friendship Food with her friends, Felicity and Julie. So welcome all three ladies, Felicity, Julie and Kate. Mm, Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Um, Now, ladies, I'm imagining there's been quite a story about how you decided to eventually come at the book. So I was wondering perhaps if Felicity, you could give us a bit of a rundown on on how this journey started. Yeah, sure. I was cruising along through life at about 29 and I just met the love of my life and uh, I started to experience some ill health and I eventually became quite unwell and was diagnosed with the autoimmune condition scleroderma. And that was quite a shock at such a young age, about to start a family and, and, a, and a life with somebody. I was presenting with quite severe arthritis-type symptoms. I had very swollen hands and feet. I had rhinoids, um, esophageal issues. It, it's, it's a little bit, yeah, it's, it wasn't an enlightening list of, of symptoms. Sounds most unpleasant, very... Yeah, fun. yes. So I like to dwell, you know, on the on the positives a lot, but I do have to 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 list them off because I wasn't really in a great shape health wise, and I I wasn't feeling very good about myself either. But I sort of plugged along through life, trying a whole lot of different ways to heal myself, and eventually, some five or so years later, I I thought, right, well, I I knew my specialist had actually recommended to us that there was drugs that I could take that would alleviate my symptoms and and give me a a better quality of life. I always knew those drugs were there, but I thought at such a young age, I thought I would like to try something a bit more natural to alleviate those symptoms that really yo-yoed up and down for some years while I was trying to fix them myself, I suppose. So I went off to a natural healer that a friend recommended and he uh, recommended that I take myself off gluten, dairy, yeast, egg and refined sugar for three months as a, a part of an elimination diet and then reintroduce each of those foods back into my diet to see if any of them triggered my symptoms significantly. 
So uh, that that was a very interesting exercise because um, apart from the fact that I was slightly devastated, I've always been a great food lover. I love food. I used to eat all types of food and in quite large quantities, I'm embarrassed to say, but I've always loved growing, preparing and buying food and I've always had a great love of ingredients and um, so to be told not to that I, that I had to take myself off those foods for three months was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to uh, digest that, um, pardon the pun. Uh, yeah, so, I think that's what, <laughs> the process that a lot of families find difficult is being faced with having to cease a lot of foods that they just saw as, as unthreatening has suddenly become quite threatening. That's right. That's right. Um, and I, I really did drive home that day thinking that I would just be eating lettuce. But, you know, once I got uh, into my recipe books and I started Googling and researching and just experimenting with different ingredients that, aren't ma- that weren't mainstay ingredients in my pantry at the time, I started to realise that there was the most amazing array of food that I could eat while I was on this three-month elimination diet. So I was being being someone that loves new new food ideas. I started tinkering with recipes and creating my own, and I started on this three month elimination diet. And the really fantastic thing about that diet was it probably was about ten days into that diet that I started to really bounce out of bed with the most amazing amount of energy. Uh, I could not believe how great I felt. That's great. Um, it was great, and I still remember that feeling. It was really um, polarising. My symptoms were simmering down. I used to find it very painful to walk on my feet in the mornings, and I'd have to. I used to jokingly call myself the Tin Man and ask my husband to, you know, grease me up, you know, put the oil on to get all the limbs working because they're all very, very stiff in the mornings. But I actually found that they were less stiff. I was less sore. I didn't have to walk on the sides of my feet in the morning. And I, but I have to say, the most amazing thing for me was how clear I felt in my head. I, I felt that a screen door had been opened and I was viewing the world through a very clear eyes and I felt very, very positive and I just bounced through my days. And that was 10 days after being on this elimination diet. So in just so, 10 days, you started to not only feel a reduction in the physical symptoms. Yes. But yes. Was, that, was that mostly around your uh, joints yeah. or, or was it a range of physical symptoms that became less? Yes, it was a range of physical symptoms. And I actually tell people um, now that I didn't actually realise what sort of chronic symptoms I was dealing with until I didn't have them anymore. Um, it was like, oh, I don't have a sore wrist today. That's right. I used to, you know, because I think people that understand that living with chronic illness, sometimes, you know, you just hurt all over. If someone says, how do you feel today? You just can't explain it. it it's, it's everywhere. It's like so, a, glo- a global feeling. It's sort of it like is, a, yeah. definitely. So when you start eliminating those things, it's like, oh, I can move my arm up today. I, I used to suffer from just dryness in my body. You know, I'd have to use eye drops every morning and night and throughout the day because my eyes were so dry well they they started to feel more lubricated and my reflux which I am still medicated for but it calmed down I was less scratchy I had less PMT symptoms it it was really quite a very long list of greatness I have to say yes but I I did continue on with that that three-month 
elimination diet. Obviously I did because I felt so great. I had never had such great results from a supplement or a pill or a potion. I hadn't really ever had such great success in such a short period of time as I did after that 10 days on that elimination diet. So That's I continued on for the three months and then I reintroduced those foods and and developed a snapshot for how what foods really I did react to and which I felt that were okay for me to continue to eat. Some of them I still eat in moderation today. I've got to say, and as you said in the introduction, when you are eating a whole food diet and you're making your food from scratch and you're grabbing a carrot from the fridge and things like that, you're not eating the processed food that has all of the other things in it as well. And I do react quite significantly to additives. So that's definitely improved my health to take those out of my diet along with the other foods like gluten I react to and yeast and sugar. And I have minimal dairy now, but those additives in processed food and caffeine, I, I find my life is, is, a, is a lot lovelier without them. So that's... So, so what yeah. did you notice? Did you introduce some of them back? Did you, what did mm. you notice when you introduced some of them back in? What were the symptoms you noticed? Well, the gluten... It gives me back the arthritic type cramps and aching and shooting pains in my hands and my feet and swollen joints. But gluten's a funny one because for me, there's a lot of little things that, that it does. It definitely gives me tummy upsets. I have really quite significant tummy upsets and, and bowel issues. But it, gluten, and I've noticed this in, in my children because my husband and I have four children, is it actually makes me feel quite foggy and I call it brain fog. When we were travelling in America, they, they thought it was quite funny, this brain fog, but I have heard a lot of other people refer to that and that is definitely how I feel when I, when I used to have the odd gluten meal. I felt really lethargic, like I, I couldn't get up off the lounge. I, it, it was really a, a, a fog. And I feel a lot sharper when I don't eat it. But that's in combination with the other things as well that I just I discovered about gluten. So it doesn't, I don't eat gluten now. Um, yeast and sugar that are great mates, they work hand in hand, I find. Yes, um, yeast gosh. and sugar, I have candida issues that I have to keep under control. And of course, sugar and yeast don't, don't uh, consuming them don't help candida issues at all. So I don't have those as well. I can tolerate a little bit of dairy, not a lot. I feel nauseous and bloated when I have too much dairy, but I do have a little bit of butter. I have a little bit of yogurt from time to time or kefir, and I have a, a dash of milk in my tea in the morning. I'm just curious uh, about that mental fog that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, so is that also affect your mood? Do you think that... Yes. Like you, so tell me a bit about how that mental fog plays out from a mood perspective. Did you feel like well, a low, it's interesting low because well? a low, definitely, definitely. And I have, I have a three-year-old daughter who, for the most part of her life and my pregnancy with her, she's led a, a fairly healthy life and and eaten a lot of whole food, and she's nearly like a little experiment. And I mean that in the nicest way, but yeah. she she really reacts to certain foods very quickly, and gluten is one of them. And she actually becomes very hyperactive when she has a gluten meal. Okay. 
and she she's a little bit out of control, I've got to say. I mean, three-year-olds, <laughs> some people are going, I've got a three-year-old and they're out of control. <laughs> but she will do things that are very uncharacteristic. She'll, she'll bite her brother or she'll blow a raspberry rod in someone's face. And I know they're, they're normal things that children do, but they're very out of character and they always come after she's eaten. We've been out somewhere and she's had no choice but to eat, eat food that has gluten in it. Okay. Um, and then there'll be a bit of a crash and a, and a cry and, and that sort of thing. Now, I can only think that there could be some other people out there that maybe observe that behaviour in themselves or their children but it, it, as I said, it, it does seem to be after she has eaten food with gluten in it. I definitely remember the, that feeling of lowness after I had, had been eating because I used to eat a lot of bread. I, love, I loved it, loved it, ate it all the time. And it's a lethargy. And when you feel that lethargy, you know, that can't get off the lounge feeling, it, it's not a great feeling because then you sort of think, I don't have the energy to actually make dinner. And that's where you make the poor, well, that's where I make, used to make the, the poor food choices. What seemed easier. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so it sounds like the elimination diet was worth it then. Definitely. I, I, so much so that I hadn't even finished the three-month elimination. Well, after that 10 days, I actually thought to myself, this is really exciting what I'm experiencing and I can't possibly be the only person on the planet that's going to have these great results from going on an elimination diet. So I actually decided there and then that I would put my recipes that I'd been tweaking and working on and borrowing from others into a recipe book to potentially help other people. And I originally thought other people with scleroderma, uh, which is the condition I was diagnosed with, and other autoimmune conditions they could be they could benefit from from my story and maybe find their own story so that was originally who i started putting pen to paper and putting the recipes together for to write the book but that has also flowed over into what we've discovered a lot of just a lot of normal mums and dads and young people out there that are just wanting to make some healthy choices which is a very exciting thing yeah. really it's an exciting thing to think that that who you probably thought you were writing it for, who, you know, we're hoping that, that that also will help people with autoimmune conditions. But it's just a lot of mums and dads out there that just want to make some healthier choices for their families. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. So let me know, tell the listeners, how did the three of you end up collaborating? Yes, well, Kate and I have been friends since we were 13. We went to boarding school together, so we've been friends for 30 years and Kate and Jules are sisters, and so Jules was at school as well when we started, so I've also known Jules for that long. And I plugged along for about, probably about four and a bit years, putting this recipe book together, and of course I had a little, I had two toddlers and a, a little fellow, and then I had another baby in the process of writing this book. So sometimes the progress was fairly slow, to say the very least, and Anyway, when I'd finished breastfeeding my fourth baby, Kate said, Flick, I, I really, you know, when's this book going to be finished? I've got, got my own sort of health things I'd like to iron out and I, I really need this book. When's it going to be finished? So, yeah, she, she was probably the catalyst there. And in the end, she said, look, I'll test bake all of your recipes and I'll do them up on a Word doc 
And she said, and I'm pretty sure Jules wants a creative project. So she contacted Jules and Jules happily decided to come on board to take the photos for the book and help with the layout. So that's how it happened. And I have to say from then on, it, the, the process of the book sped up immeasurably. And of course, we created Friendship Food and, and it's been a, a beautiful project and one that I couldn't have done on my own. So yeah, Wonderful. I'm very, very lucky. Now, it sounds like it's been a great journey. So I was wondering, Julie, if you could tell us a little bit about where the Friendship Food book has taken you. Oh, sure. It's um, been an incredible 12 months, actually, um, since the publication earlier in the year. We've done a lot of travelling around Queensland, but also overseas. We got the opportunity to do some live TV uh, programs in America. How exciting. Yeah, which was yeah quite unexpected and and in the spirit of you know going with the flow we said yep let's do it let's share the the story and the message over there as well and um it was a great experience and and really just interesting from the point of view of getting a feel for health over there and with our travels around Queensland as well you know how people are needing this sort of thing and how people are actually becoming a lot more aware of the connection between what they're eating and how they're feeling day to day so, yeah, we had a, a great response in that regard because people could see it as a good starting point. You know, the Friendship Food book lays out the groundwork in a sense where people can do the elimination diet for themselves and really start to get to know their own body and develop a friendship with their own body, which is, you know, part of our intention. The, the name sums up a lot of things, really. It's, it's that sort of friendship. It's friendship with each other, friendship with food. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to it. Okay, so how did, how did you even make some of those connections in the US? Like what kind of live shows were you appearing on and what, what kind of questions were they asking you? Um, that came about because we have self-published through a company in the US and they also had a package that we took up which enabled us to reach out to media over there. And um, the questions that they asked when we, we got on the shows, there was a, a live TV show in Sacramento and one in Virginia. And the sorts of questions were, we didn't have a lot of time, so it was really getting the basics of Felicity's story and getting a chance to do a cooking demonstration, which Kate did on both those shows. We did the chocolate mousse. So the hosts got to see how quick and easy it is to prepare really nutritious food that also tastes delicious so yeah it was a great experience all up so what what you said before there's some differences what were the main differences that stood out from that american population to the australian population was it about food it's like the sourcing of fresh food or was it about what was what was the difference everything's on a larger scale in america so they do have obviously a lot of fast food outlets that sort of thing but they do also have big supermarkets that stock lots of whole foods. So we found that there was a portion of the population that was really on the front foot with these new ingredients, new ways of eating, and all of that sort of thing. It was really exciting. Uh, but with their huge population, there's obviously a vast number of people who are still perhaps unaware of the vital connection between what they eat and how they're feeling. So, yeah, it, in a way, it was just a, Australia on a larger scale, I suppose. Yeah, developing that intuition about the food or that intuitive yeah. eating that some people talk about. Okay, yeah. so it sounds like you guys have had a great time. So I was wondering, Kate, could you tell us a little bit about the recipe testing? Because that sounds like fun too. 
Yeah, sure. Um, it was fun, although probably a little bit daunting to start with, thinking, oh, gosh, I have to um, bake and bake again to test all these recipes. There's about 70, 74 in, in the book. But once I'd started, I, I pro- sort of went, oh, God, should have known because I've known Flick for a long time and she's a really no-fuss cook. So everything was pretty much throw it in a bowl and stir it around. So really simple. And I thought, oh, great. So it enabled me to get obviously a lot of stuff done quickly but we just I just fitted it in around what we were doing at home and and around the kids around the husband and made things when I could and then I'd just have to sort of plan ahead a little bit and either Julie would come out to my house and take some photos of the food as I'd made it or I'd pack it up and take it into town and take it round to mum's or Julie's and lay it out and she'd take the photos from there and and quite quite a lot of times we had to uh, bar the husband and children from actually diving in and eating it until we'd taken a satisfactory number of photos <laughs> and that sometimes didn't go down too well. But that's probably a good sign though if they're, if everyone's to taste test it and it's that good. Yes, exactly and and they all loved the food and my, my best little taster was probably my youngest. Sam who was on side every time ready to sample everything that I had and loved everything so yeah it was good and easy. That's that's great. So it sounds like uh, the three of you have really had quite a journey in terms of your own intuitive eating and learning more about your body and experimenting and then you know it's very generous of you to all collaborate because you all do live a distance apart spread out through northern New South Wales and southern Queensland and it sounds like that the book has been really well received. So I was wondering, Felicity, if you could tell us a little bit about the response that you've had from people about the book. Yes, we've, it's, it's been very humbling, I've got to say. We, we've just finished, we've got one more event. We're going to have a book signing and a cooking demonstration at Nana's Pantry in Bundaberg in early December, well, in a, a week. And that will finish off our Queensland tour. We've been out to Longreach, Roma, up to Cairns, Townsville, Mackay, Rocky, and in our local area, Dolby, Toowoomba, Allara, Warwick. And it's just an absolute pleasure to, to go on these tours because we get to meet beautiful people. We get to hear their stories. We've got a lot of information that we collect on just what people have discovered with how they've changed their family's diet and how great they feel and unfortunately there's a lot of a lot of stories out there too of families with other you know with family members who are ill I didn't realize how much autoimmunity was out there and I'm also families that have more than one or two family members with autoimmune conditions so there's a lot of people that have have an interest in actually find getting to the bottom of actually what is wrong with their health and a lot of people that are really looking forward to some great changes and some some alleviating of symptoms. So it's it's a it's great to get out there and have a chat with people and find out where where everyone's sitting with all of this. We've discovered that there's a great groundswell I think occurring in support of diet and how great we can feel if, if we can find the right food to eat. Like yourself, there's there's mums that have discovered that their children have intolerances and allergies. So they're wanting some answers and they're wanting some resources. So it's, it, it's very humbling how the book's been received. We're, we're, we're quite proud of it. We, we did, as we said before, we've self-published. Jules and I worked on, on putting the book together. Jules very, is such a clever person. She's, she's got graphic artist background and is a very talented photographer. 
She gets lots of kudos wherever we go on, on how great a job she's done on the book. And Kate is our PA extraordinaire. She's fantastic at what she does as well. So it's such a great team that we have uh, and it makes it really exciting to go places because it's possible and we can, we really, it's very important to us that wherever we go and whatever we learn, we do it in a very balanced manner and we do it so that we can still be the businesswomen and the mums and the wives and the partners that, that we want to be and because it's very important to us to be healthy and balanced while we do that. So, yes, That's- it it's, Great. That's it. Really sounds like the, the three of you have collaborated really well. And there's a few key questions that we ask at the end of the abnormal psychologist. And I was wondering, perhaps Julie, you could answer the first one. So, what have you learned about people through your experiences of of not only working with these other two women, but also with the people that you've encountered as you've had the book tours and developed the book? What have you learned about other people? Oh, really? That there's an increasing number of people who are making that connection um, between diet and how they feel, but that when they do that and they feel well, it really is quite incredible what you can achieve, that you do have the energy to pursue your dreams. And there are people all over doing that. It was amazing when we were on the tour to meet what we call the the champions in each of the towns who are stocking the book and, and helped host events for us. They were really passionate about this. They ate well and they loved spreading this message. And so anything really is possible when you are eating well. And the the book has shown me that in a big way. And also that working together as friends and collaboratively, not only with Kate and Flick, but um, with these other uh, store champions, that you really can achieve anything. You know, it's the world's our oyster, really. Yeah, so it sounds like what you've learned about other people is that given the right tools that they can, with patience and persistence, make changes where they can improve their physical health, their mood and perhaps get rid of that mental fog. Absolutely. Yeah, it is all connected and, and there's such potential to do that. People are already doing it. That's, that's one thing that is really heartening. Um, yeah, it's a great thing. That's great. So, um, and over to you, Kate. So, can you tell me what you've learned about yourself through this process? Yes, well, <laughs> it has been a really big learning curve. Definitely that in working with so closely with two other people, really, really uh, have found that I've had to make a conscious effort to learn to trust the others and their judgment about things and let, you know, let things go and trust that it'll all work out because we each, we've discovered that we all certainly have our own strengths in different areas, which actually is why it all works so well because we, we've all got something great to contribute and, and slightly differently. I also sort of learned things like I really just have to slow down. I've learned to say no a lot this year in order to, to really be able to prioritise things and make sure that I don't add unnecessary stress to my life you know because we all I'm a a really big one for wanting to be able to do absolutely everything today and I've sort of had to learn now we'll just put it in the parking lot for a while and um, sit on that because we all have so many great ideas that need doing but we've got time and it'll all happen Um, but basically I really have learned that I just need to keep on track and eat really well every day so that I can manage to feel well and really achieve all of these great things that we've got in mind. So what would be three rituals that you do, whether it's daily or weekly, Kate, that, that you feel keep you grounded or balanced or focused? Well, 
I'm really big on sleep. I I can't um, stay up very late at night, it seems, anymore, and I love my good big chunk of sleep, so I try to go to bed between 9 and 10 fairly consistently every night. Um, obviously, there's nights where you have to go out and socialise and things like that, but as a general rule, lots of sleep when you can... When you can, also, you know, re- going to bed and reading your book rather than watching TV overnight. I think it's a far better way to go off to sleep. It helps me. Eating well, as I said, and moving every day, like doing some sort of exercise, really keeps me sort of balanced. And I, even if it's only doing some stretches, you know, one day or a walk the next. But I also do like to have one event a week where it's a social exercise gathering so I go to a tri club and do that and I find that it's great to be around similar people doing similar things that keeps you motivated to get through the next week. So tri club I guess that's triathlete lingo for triathlons. (laughs) Yes except I, I wouldn't call myself a hardcore triathlete by any means it's rather social. Okay, that's awesome. So um, I was wondering, perhaps Felicity, you can fill us in on how can we, people get a hold of your, your book? They can they can buy it online at www.friendshipfood.com.au and or you can actually go to our website for a list of our stockists. We, um, we're very fortunate to have had quite a few stockists in Queensland and New South Wales and quite a few states now actually who are stocking our book. So we have a list of those on our website and we also have a monthly newsletter and if you join up and join our database then we've, we've got a monthly newsletter with tweaks to recipes and other healthy tips. Um, yeah, so and you can follow what we do sort of on a daily and weekly basis on Facebook. That's great. Well, thank you, ladies. I know it's been actually quite an epic to get the three of you (laughs) in the one place at one time. And I really, I'm really grateful to hear your story and about how that persistence and patience to, to learn more about your body and how that improved your overall sense of well-being and so that was a really an enlightening episode thank you felicity julie and kate and well i hope you have found thank you, thank you carrie you're welcome i hope that you found today's information valuable don't forget to support the show by telling your friends or you can go to our facebook page carrie thompson casey that's thompson without a p and like us there and give us your feedback you can also subscribe to the show in itunes and don't forget to give the show a five-star rating if you liked it you can also support us by going to the website carriethompsoncasey.com. Thank you for joining me and see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realise your potential. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.